Kaylee's Are You Kidding podcast. I can listen with my kids. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. And thank you, Enrique. Enrique Santos for that amazing intro. Um, Brandon, guess who we're so so guess who we are interviewing today. Who are we interviewing? Well, first of all, he's a chef, a business owner, and he's a philanthropist. Who can it be? Um, he has a show, Restaurant Impossible. Uh, he's Robert Irvine. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. So, as I said, I have a joke in the beginning. If I you can't wait for this. Go for it. Okay. So, I just retired from the military, and now I'm working to become a chef. Now you can say I'm a seasoned veteran. <laughs> But um, bum. I I like Sebastian. That was the worst joke on the planet, dude. Aww. Come uh, on, you okay. gotta get better. Now. Go I'll back and work on it. Okay. Um, I don't know how to re rewrite it, but I'll help you. I'll help <laughs> okay. you. So I'm not gonna rewrite it now. Uh, okay, I thought you were gonna uh, do an interview. It's a podcast. We can't. The the, the listeners want to hear all about what you want to ask. Before we begin, we want to tell you a little bit who we are. Okay. Well, first of all, my name is Sebastian Martinez. I'm the CEO of... You're a really you young CEO. Thank you. What are you, like nine, five, seven, uh, eight? Well, I started when I was five, but I'm 12. 12, okay. Yeah. So now you make more money as a CEO. Yeah. Good. I like <laughs> that. Progression. And I'm what about Brandon? Uh, I'm the director of sales, or you could call me the DOS, because I like the letters. It sounds cooler. And... <laughs> I started when I was seven, and I'm 14 Who now. Who gets more girlfriends? Me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So we are super excited to have you here in our hometown, Miami. So how do you like it here? I love Miami. I come here um, every year for Food and Wine Festival. Um, and what Food and Wine Festival brings to Miami, not only a lot of people, but also a lot of, of, of uh, you say philanthropy, but charity. Yeah. There's a lot of money made here um, from the tickets and Southern Wines and Spirits. Um Lee makes, uh, makes the money and donates the money around uh, to all the charities. So Food Network has a huge part in that with all the chefs that you see and the, and the listeners like um, when we do demos and we do dinners and, and parties and all that kind of thing. So it's great. Uh, it's the one time of the year that we get to spend time together as chefs. I just come from a dinner, uh, a lunch, I'm sorry, with, with every Food Network celebrity that you can imagine. So who's your best friend as a chef? Um, I've got a lot of best friends. Gary, um, Guy Fieri was my best man at my wedding. Um, uh, Bobby Flay is a, a great friend of mine. Uh, Amberell is my nemesis. We like to fight with each other. Um, but there's some great people. Who's your biggest competition when it comes to the... There is no competition. <laughs> See that I've said that? So, so anybody can cook, right? But nobody can jump out of a plane. <laughs> nobody can cook for thousands of people in the middle of a desert except me. Because that's what I did for a living when I was in the military. None of these, none of these Food Network guys can do that. Whether you cook for five or for five thousand, I mean, last week, uh, last Saturday, I cooked for eight thousand folks wow. at a military a hospital. So uh, I don't think there's any competition. I think we're all different and unique, just like you and your brother. Thank you. So, so, so you fed eight thousand people. Mm -hmm. so that's a lot of cooking, and you made it all by yourself. No, I have a lot of help. Oh. Okay, so I don't think anybody cooks that many. Yeah. Like the Th most we've cooked for on a show is 6,000 uh, with six people. And we've done a dinner for 20,000 with six people. Um, but technology is really good. So we yeah. have these microphones, but in cooking we have what we call sous vide. So we can cook it in advance and rewarm it. 
Wait, what is it called? Sous vide? Sous vide. It's I'm French. I've never heard of that. See? You've learned something. Yeah, I just learned something right now. So imagine cooking 20,000 p- people and you have six people to cook it. That, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What was the occasion? So we, d- we do Sky Bowl every year, which is a big charity in Dallas. So we take uh, 12, 12 to 20,000 folks and we do a Friday night where we feed about 7,000 and we do a sit-down dinner uh, for 3,500 and we do a brunch and they're all veterans, uh, caregivers, families, Medal of Honor recipients. Um, and this week was with, I worked with Gary Sinise, you don't know who he is, but have you heard of Lieutenant Dan? Uh, no, no, probably not, no. you're a little young for that. Mom, please get him that movie. Uh, it's about a veteran that was disabled and Gary Sinise, who played in many, many movies, uh, Apollo 11, Apollo 13, a uh, very famous actor, um, started a foundation, and me and him are in a partnership where we feed wounded warriors and caregivers all around the country and the world. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So why, do you, why is it important for you to feed all these people? Well, I think it's important just like you do with socks, right? You do yeah. great things with socks, and we'll get that in a minute, but it's important that, that we understand what people do and how we have to, to thank them. So, and you're very young, um, but the Vietnam War, the Afghani War, the Iraqi War, um, people didn't really say thank you to our troops. So we have to make sure that when we go and do things, that it's saying thank you to them, right? Yeah. Um, we care about you, we love you, and uh, we love your families and your caregivers. Because some people, when they go to war zones, they don't come back the same way. Uh, whether it's post-traumatic stress or a loss of a limb or an eye, right? Um, we have to make sure we take care of them. So we, my foundation with Gary builds homes. We buy dogs uh, to train them for a year, and they give them away the post-traumatic stress. Um, we take care of kids with cancer. So all those kind of things. That's great. And, and the work you're doing is just amazing, helping those who first like fought for us like they gave us our freedom that we have mm-hmm. today and yeah. they do need help because they've gone through things that nobody else has and it right. really right absolutely hurts them and we have to acknowledge that there's people like serving for our country and serving for our freedom and it's just great what they do and what you're doing to um let them know that you're cared for to just feed Twenty. Th- I'm still shocked. But, but, it's, but it's just not, you know, I, I do the military and I do kids and I do the things that I do. But but it's, there's a lot of people less fortunate in our world. Yeah. So we have nice houses to live in, right? We have clothes. We can do things. There are people out there less fortunate in our world, in your own communities, where you live just up the road, here in Miami, in, in Wisconsin, wherever, that don't have those, they don't have meals, they don't have homes. Uh, and it's our responsibility when we have a platform to use that platform to help other people. Yeah. We learned, because when we were researching you, we found out you, like, one of your main, like, things that you talk about is selfless service Mm -hmm. and how it's very important in the military and basically it's, like, a core factor. So how selfless service, how, because of that, why would you, like, give back to the community? Well, I I believe that selfless service is is a, a bigger thing than any one of us, Right. Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in, in higher beings, it, it, it doesn't matter. We are, we are put in this planet, we, we, we're, we're birthed, we're grown, we grow. Yep. And our job is literally to, to help other people succeed, right? So as a chef, my job is to teach. If you come and work for me, I know of you, my job is to teach you to be better than me. 
And if I don't do that, then I haven't done my job. I want you to succeed, and everybody has to have the same chance. And unfortunately, due to, you know, whether you, where you grow up or, or the money you have, uh, some people don't get that. And it's our job to make sure that we try and give that to everybody. Yeah. That selfless service. Because if, if you give back to everyone and you teach other people to give back, then the world will be a different you, place. You got it. And you guys are doing it, which impresses me more than anything. You're doing the same thing, but you're a lot younger than me. Thank you. And mine, mine took a long time. Um, I was very successful uh, up until 15 years ago. You know, when you make a lot of money, it's all about you. And then you realize that it's not about you, it's about other people. Yeah. Uh, and I think you've, got, you've, already, you've already got that at a young age, so, so you're, you started way ahead of me. Well, when, once you have the money, you, you know the, that people are, like, have like, no money, so, so it's important to give, not even money, like you can give socks, like what we did when Hurricane Katrina, wait, no. Irma. Uh, Hurricane Irma, yes, hit Florida. Mm -hmm. We went to the shelters and gave two, two thousand, no, five thousand pairs of socks to the shelters, and we just walked around, you know, handing the socks to people, and we just we loved like one day. So what, here's here's why I'm going to ask you a question. Now you're interviewing me, but I'm interviewing you at the same time. What did you feel, and what did when the people said thank you to you? I well, I felt like I felt good about myself knowing that I was helping other people who are less fortunate, especially a lot of them. And once I walked out, like, gave all the socks away, I just had this big smile on my face, knowing that I did something good. What about you, Brendan? When I was giving the socks and people were like, thank you, you don't know how much this means to me, it made me feel some way like I'm doing something good in the community. Like So, so imagine that on a large scale, 5,000 pairs of socks. Yeah. And somebody that's lost everything, mainly, said to you thank you for giving me a pair of socks or thank you for me for cooking a hot dog or a hamburger or a piece of chicken isn't that kind of ironic they're thanking us when we're really trying to help them <laughs> it's crazy right yeah but it does make you feel good and it's a euphoric feeling we have in our brain when we do something good we sleep well at night and i wish i wish there were a lot more kids out there doing and adults by the way because you're way ahead of the game but uh doing what you're doing because the more you do, the more we have a chance of, of helping so many other people, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And when Hurricane, uh, what was the hurricane that just hit uh, the Bahamas? Mm -hmm. When the hurricane hit Bahamas, we went to the, the y, like, there was like an event where Y100 had, and we donated more socks to the Bahamas. How much was it? Like another 5,000. Yeah, another 5,000. 5, so... Because a hurricane just hit the Bahamas, and it, like, like blew everything away. So we're trying to do our part and do something good. So we, we know that everyone's feet are cozy. There's a chef you need to talk to. His name is Jose Andres. So right now in the Bahamas, way after that hurricane of hit, almost nine months ago, right? You still have people cooking kitchens there, the World, uh, World, Central, uh, World Chef's Kitchen. Um, Central Kitchen, and they're still there now, nine months later, not funded by the government, they're funded by the public. Thousands and thousands of meals because the island is still distraught. And, and uh, Jose runs that. In fact, I was in a meeting there this morning just up the road from here um, with him. Very, very amazing guy. Mm, yeah. Doing great things for other people. Yeah, especially that, because one thing you need in life is food. 
and and well, there's more things. You need water, a shelter, and food. You can go without food for six weeks. You can go without water for a week. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, really. Trust me. So um, food, whilst it's good, water is even more important. So yeah. what happens in a hurricane or there's not enough water? So you can boil water, but you have to transport water. So not everybody gets bottles of water like this. So, yeah, lots of things. Lots of things happening in the world right now. And people don't really, like, understand it until they go and see mm-hmm. it. Because it happened, like, a, a long, not, not that long ago. Yeah, but nine months ago. Nine months ago, but people don't really realize that it doesn't, like, happen quickly. Like, they don't recover that fast. But think about Houston. Think about Houston. Houston is the United States. They had the same issue. We couldn't feed. We couldn't, we couldn't give water because there are a lot of red tape in, in our government that doesn't allow that. Chefs mm-hmm. are the most philanthropic group of people on the planet. They get together, they go, they'll find food, and they'll feed people. Yeah. So. And you've made a living on changing people's lives through food. And how has, or ha, ha, has anyone, like, helped you on your path to success in this industry? I think everybody helps you, no matter where you come from or who, who you meet in the day, right? So you're meeting me today. Yeah. Tomorrow you'll meet somebody else. Yeah. And you'll take something from what I say today, something that your mom says today, and as you get older, you'll create your own personality that says, you know, I grew up doing this, but now I want to do more. And, and everybody gives you an idea or a piece you take from it, and you use it. So I think there are a lot of people that made me successful. The military was huge for me because I served many, many years and learned an awful lot about my craft and about leadership. And one thing that I teach in my shows and in my life is leadership skills. Yeah. You can cook or you can drive a truck or you can drive a tank, but if you can't lead people, um, it doesn't work. So if I say to you and you're my team and I'm saying, oh, we've got to go up to that hill and we've got to get into that, that, um, that machine gun post and I walk up there and you're not behind me, I'm not a very good leader, am I? Yeah, you've you got you to gotta t- you, you make people go. I have to, no, I have to inspire you right, and nurture you, just like your mum does, right? When you yeah. do bad things, she tells you off. When you do good things, she pats you on the back. She gives you lots of love, but she may get angry with you at times. Yeah. But that's the same in life as you go through life with people. And I think, I think as you learn these lessons, that's what life is. And there are many, many people. And it could be the janitor cleaning the floor. It could be the bus driver taking me somewhere. You learn something from everybody that, you touch, that touches your life. Yeah. You could learn something... Like right now, we're learning from you. And I'm so learning from you, right? So it's a, it's a mutual, it's a two-way street. It's, not, it's never a one-way street. Yeah. And d- did you ever feel like, was there, any a t- was there a time where you just wanted to like quit or give up? I was in a Majesty's Royal Navy, and I was remember cleaning a deck on the top of a boat, yeah. falling asleep tired. And I will be sleeping and still doing this. I've never given up, and I don't think... There's, um, that doesn't even come into my vocabulary. You know, I have a show, Restaurant Impossible, Dinner yeah. Impossible. Um, there's nothing impossible in the world. You just have the mindset and the, um, the attention to detail to get it done and the attitude. So you can be famous and have a really bad attitude. And there are a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. You uh, or you can be famous and have a good attitude and go and help people. Yeah. And speaking about Restaurant Impossible, I always watch that. And it's so, like, good what you're doing. You're, you're, 
I don't want to say failing uh, you're, restaurants. You're changing people's lives. Yeah, you're lives. changing people's lives and making the restaurant look more fancy. Okay, so what does mean? What does changing people's lives mean to you? The restaurant looking fancy? No. What does it mean to you, Brandon? It changing like their lives, like making something that wasn't really going well. You changed the way the restaurant ran. You made it from nothing to something. Okay, so I'm going to give you a different perspective. Okay, so we have a mom and a dad that that have been married for 20 years and two kids, not too much different from you. The kids don't want to be in that business, but the mom and dad created that business. So they're, they're in it by de facto. They have to be there, right? So if mom and dad don't talk because they're arguing at work, what does that do to the two kids? It makes them want to argue as well. It, it's, it's not very comfortable for a family. So what I do is I try and fix the family first, find out what the issues are with mom and dad, and it's normally money. Then I find out what the kids like to do, soccer, um, game Boy, whatever it is, and they're not allowed to do that because mom and dad make them work in the restaurant. So that keeps a, a really unhappy scenario. Yes, I, I do make over the restaurant. It looks pretty. I make over the food. But what I do is put families back together so that they can enjoy life more. That's, that's what I do with people. And I do that in the military. I do it in civilian life, in the restaurant, impossible. Um, but it's more about how do you make... How do, you, how do you fix problems? This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. By you need a solution. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the issue, you find a solution to fix it, and then you implement the, the solution to fix it, and then you follow up. Yeah, and that, that's great what you're doing. You're making families love each other again. Well, and, it, and it sounds it. funny, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, every week. And I've done this 207 times in restaurants and more and more to come. But, but it's really important. You fix the family unit, and families are more important than brick and mortar. So your mom is more important than any business, than any person, right? Because she, she's your mom, and you only get one of them. Yeah. So you have to take care of her. And that's how I feel with the families. When I meet the families and I see that they, they're all upset and they're fighting, that upsets me. Because I have two beautiful daughters and a beautiful wife, and, and that's how I live my life. My family is my life. So I have to make sure that they're fixed. Then I can fix the restaurant. Yeah, you got to do one step at a time. Mm -hmm. it, you have to it, make sure that they want to do it before you change it. Well, sometimes they don't, right? So what do you do? Then I get angry, right? But I can't, I can't put them in timeouts, and I can't do that. They either want to move, and I have to show them that if they don't do this, 
then their house will be gone, their car will be gone, their family will be gone, their mom and dad will divorce. So I make that very clear to them that if they don't follow what I'm telling them, these things are going to happen, and they're real things. Yeah. So most people listen. So, you, so it's like scaring them, sort of. Yeah. And, yeah. and we found this um, on the internet when we were researching. Uh, you, you spend 345 days a year in a car. Well, well, on, on the road, on, on the, the road. road, not in a car. I would go crazy if I was in a car. Yeah, oh, that's okay. a lot on the road. boring. So I do about 150 days a year with our military around the world, from uh, uh, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Poland, Spain, Korea, um, and, and anywhere else we serve. And then the rest is TV. Uh, so it's kind of fun. So you only have 20 days in a year. So what do you do? Like you just sleep. Sleep. You, well, you need uh, you need rest. <laughs> You do. I sleep on planes like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So, where's your where's the best place like you've traveled to? Oh. Well, the best place to me may not necessarily be in the best place to you. So. Here you go. Hello. It's back on. So, if you think for me, I can be in Afghanistan and I go to Afghanistan right for Christmas. of me to somebody I don't necessarily know, but now they do know me, right? So I'm known in the military across the world, in any country, in any country, in any country. So Afghanistan? Well, I don't know. I don't think you are going to either. Well, so, so you like really food I don't like and then everybody knows what I do. So if you did your research, it's red peppers, cinnamon. Oh, I hate cinnamon. Yeah, I hate cinnamon. You hate cinnamon because what we do here in America is we put pepper in cinnamon. But if you like the regional cinnamon from Ceylon or Sri Lanka, that's real off of part of a tree, which is natural, you would probably like it. So they're the two things I don't like. Ceylon cinnamon is great, Sri Lanka cinnamon. <laughs> it depends on business. You know, you've got to know when you start a business, you've got to have the backing of, you know, in your case, your parents, but you have to have the money to be able to start. You know, if you go into a restaurant, and the restaurant you think is going to make a million dollars a year, which is not a lot of money, by the way, um, and you work 90 hours a week, you're working for about $125 net revenue or gross revenue to you, which means you're making less than minimum wage for the hours that you work. So why would you do that business? You either love food or you love people. So I'd always say you have enough money in the bank to be able to produce your product, price the, price the product correctly to sell, and make sure that you're always making money. If you don't go, if you don't make money, then... Then you're a charity. Yeah, Let anybody ever tell you, if you're not making money, it becomes a charity. And charity begins at home. You take care of yourselves first, and then you take care of yours. So, now that we're talking about businesses, what do you think about kids with businesses? I love it. I think kids are, are very smart. I know a lot of kids, because I just finished the show, 
um, there are entrepreneurs that their parents actually work for the kids. They two five-year-olds, two 16-year-olds um, who make 16, 18 million a year from the garage. So, so that you create a product, um, yours are socks, but there are bath salts, there are uh, creams, there are lots of things. Uh, and when you, when you find something that sells, you can make a lot of money from things. So I love kids that are entrepreneurial and have that spirit to change and not be so hard set like adults. Because kids are, are, are kids and If you could go back to kid, kid version of you, what would you tell us? Don't do anything different. Because his, his, I'm going to give you a life lesson number 62. You are going to make mistakes. And if and people tell you you don't, they're lying to you. You will make mistakes. And the key to success is not making the same mistakes twice. Right? If you make the same mistake twice, then you're not being vigilant enough. If you start a pair of socks and you lose money, then you have to adjust it for the next pair of socks. That's common sense. So I think once you once you understand that, um, success is as a given. All you need to do is learn from your mistakes and keep going. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And accept the mistakes and own the mistakes. And so we know your wife is a retired uh, professional wrestler. So who would win in the arm wrestling? She would. I would let them. One thing you'll learn as you get older, <laughs> when you get married, your wife is always correct. Not, not literally, but 99% of the time. But my wife is, is pretty um, tough, yes. Yeah, and she won, didn't she, she won uh, the WWE, the, 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 WWE uh, the belts? Yeah, she's, she's the first um, all the famous. to match people's cravings or do you cook to promote healthy lifestyles? I cook to cook the food I love which in turn promotes a healthy lifestyle. I don't want people to eat rabbit food. I don't want people to, to starve and go on diets. I want people to eat healthy food uh, and enjoy food. Um, and not you at the moment, but if, if you are having a glass of wine with dinner, then it's okay to have a glass of wine. It's okay to have dessert. It's okay to eat it's okay to eat butter, but there, there was a, a portion that you're allowed to eat and not above that. A limit. You know, so 
we don't gorge on 16 pounds of cheese every, every meal or 20 ounces of steak. There's a, there's a, an acceptable limit. Uh, I work out every day because I work with young children. I mean, ch young adults, I should say, not children. 20 years old who jump out of planes and, and shoot guns and drive tanks. And, um, so my job is to make sure that they stay healthy and they see that as, as time progresses and you get older, you can still do the same thing. After speaking to and learning about your charity work, we have an idea. So, so as we know, we have a, a military. So, we work. We have a foundation mm -hmm. the military. And I, so, what if we make a song, a military song, and working with your foundation? What do you mean, what if? I thought you'd already done it. Yeah. Well, well, we'll make the song. But I don't want, like, I mean, your socks are cool, right? You yeah. know, cancer, uh, make a wish, I mean, amazing things. Mm -hmm. But I want really cool socks. Yeah. Because some of my people, they don't have legs, right? They have, they have prosthetics. So I want their prosthetics to look really cool um, in socks. So yes, I would love to do that. But you, I don't want just any willy-nilly, you know, I want real cool stuff. I don't yet, but I could have. Yeah. Well, I'm a, a camouflage. Well, that was not difficult. I mean, military <laughs> camouflage. You're going to be a little bit, my goodness, a little bit more creative than that. Come on. Okay. You, you can be, go on, go on. You have to think, I don't want it on the spot. You've got to think about it. And then we, we make four or five designs. In other words, you, and I'll give you feedback. And then I'll have some of my Medal of Honor recipients, which you should read about, okay? And if you can't read about it online, you should be at metabonafoundation.com or in my magazine online. You can look at that at metabonafoundation.com and learn about these guys, and that's where you should be making them songs. These are only 78 living metabonafoundation recipients in the world, right? Which is huge because they have given the ultimate sacrifice. They've been shot, they've been blown up, they've been so, um, we've got to incorporate in the South Medal of Honor, medal, right? You can look that up. And each force has a different medal, right? The Army Navy Air Force Medal. He's great. There's only one woman in history that has a medal of honor in 1800. I'm going to quiz you on it next time, maybe. You want know, really cool stuff because if you make it cool, then we can sell them on my website. So you can uh, cross the kids and you can make money for your charities. And it'll mean it'll mean a lot to us. And it'll mean a lot to our family members because my my dad was a paratrooper. He jumped out of planes. My grandfather was a Vietnam veteran, and my my uncle uh, he just retired out of the army. See, so you're a military family, right? It is important. That you, you represent really well the airborne division like you there. What what was it under the first eighty second? Oh you have no idea, Mom, that's terrible. Um, because I've just done four brag, I just did a Give us that four brag, give that four brag. Okay, so he's he's one of the other hundred and eight hundred and first I think hundred and fourth, yeah. Um because I know the general commanding general is there. Um, so tell you that thank you for your service but it's a big deal to me. So yeah, I have to put all in there. Uh, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, 
you for your service. Thank you. I want to, I want to give you this message for all the kids and all the people that listen to your podcast. You always say thank you to somebody that's more than that. You talk about our nation, service members, and their families. And you look around you and you see people that are important. Everybody listening to this podcast, I'm challenging you. Including you today, you have to do one good thing every day with somebody that you do not know. It doesn't have to be money involved, it can be a hug, it can be a walk somebody across the back of the road, it could be opening a car door. If mum's with you and you see somebody in the grocery store and they can't afford something, and your mum can pay for it because you can't at the moment, you know, all these things make a difference. And bullying. I watched a video yesterday, which was absolutely terrible in Australia about a young man who was 10 years old on the floor. If we see that, we have to say something, we have to do something. We've got more human beings in the world than we have. We are given right to live on this land. That's all. So, all the nurses out there, and you too, want to change the world. One person at a time. And you're doing great, by the way. Challenging the world. All right? Yeah. Challenge accepted. All right. I'm going to see you next. Thank you. All right. Be good. You just heard Are You Kidding Podcast. You guys are the best, best, best. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids.